know that, you know, me mentoring young um, student athletes, you know, I'm going to encourage them to get their education, get their master's and doctorate if they can. So why not Definitely. be the example and do it myself? This is Friends of Friends, a show about friends and affiliate of friends being involved in high priority culture trends in order to push the culture in the right direction. Welcome back to the Friends of Friends podcast. Today we are joined by an individual who has taken her talents from the basketball court to the sideline as a coach. During her high school days, she was a highly sought after recruit that was receiving interest from all the big name schools. Ultimately, she decided that the best fit for her was the University of Oregon. During her college days, she was known for her great defense and elite quickness. Once as a coach at UO, she was a part of a Final Four team that should have won the national championship. And that's a fact in my opinion, of course. Now she has recently joined the Boise State University coaching staff, where she is making her mark even more. Please welcome her to the show, Nia Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) And claps. Welcome, 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 welcome. (laughs) So now if you just want to give yourself a little brief introduction, just kind of introduce yourself to the podcast. Yeah, and I thought you gave me an an amazing introduction there. Um, But yeah, as you said, my name is Nia Jackson. I'm currently living in Boise, Idaho uh, as an assistant coach here. Kind of touched a little bit on it. I was at Oregon for two years. Before that, I was at LMU um, for four. Uh, Once I graduated from University of Oregon, I played one year overseas in Finland. Um, and I'm a Northwest kid, born and raised from Seattle, Washington. Um, I love what I do. I love working with 18 to 22 year olds, um, just being able to mentor them and help them reach their goals. Dope, dope, dope. (laughs) All right. Question time for you. So what was one of the biggest reasons for choosing the University of Oregon as a player? I thought it was a family atmosphere. Um, I really vibed with the players and the coaching staff. Um, it's an amazing conference, the Pac-10, Pac-12. Um, so I knew that if I committed there, I would be playing against really good talent, um, high caliber um, players. Um, and I would play in front of my family and friends in Seattle, Washington, when we played UW. So um, I think ultimately it was that family atmosphere that made me commit. Got to go to the west side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what was it like being an athlete for the Ducks women's basketball team? Oh, it was amazing. Um, I absolutely love, love my experience being a student athlete there. Um, Just the environment, it's a college town. So everyone is so invested in sports there. Um, Fans, like they still check in on me to this day. I mean, they love, love student athletes there. And um, obviously the perks, you know, Uncle Phil and being a Nike school was pretty cool just to get the latest and exclusive gear. Um, but yeah, there's just nothing like Oregon. It's just, a, it's such a special place. It really is. So. Once a duck, always a duck. Yes. We flock together. <laughs> get all the cliche <laughs> mottos out of the way. <laughs> Seriously. I always tell people I'm a duck in Boise. Duck slash Bronco, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm repping it right all now. Right. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Go Broncos. <laughs> All right, so give me some stories about playing at Mark uh Matt Court at UFO. Oh, stories. Um well, What was it like playing in that gym? It could be yeah. like your favorite memory from Matt Court. Court. Yeah. 
MacArthur yeah. Court. Yeah, it's a pretty historical building. Um, I thought it was really cool that, you know, I was able to play there and in the new arena. Um, but I would say probably one of the f most funniest, well, the funniest story was when um, we were going to get treatment and we like switched the lights on and there was like a couple of like little rat mouse like run across. <laughs> so late at night you would always, I know, you would always hear like little noises and sounds and we were always like, is there a ghost in here? Um, but, <laughs> but on a positive side, I mean, it was an incredible place to play. I mean, you could really hear the fans there. Um, if they were stopping their feet, that place would be shaking. Rocking. Um, and it, yeah, it would literally be rocking and it just felt like home, you know, a real, real close home, homey type of, you know, environment. So I love playing there. Okay. So next question outside of, uh basketball what made you pursue your masters um i would say my dad most like was probably the number one person that made me pursue my masters um you know he's kind of always taught us to get your education and don't just get your undergrad try to get your master's your doctorate right now he's pushing me to get my doctorate um but that was one of the biggest influences um and then i honestly i wanted to get my master's as well um you don't have to have your master's to be a coach but there are a lot of mentors that I look up to and they have theirs. Um, and I know that, you know, me mentoring young um, student athletes, you know, I'm going to encourage them to get their education, get their master's and doctorate if they can. So why not Definitely. be the example and do it myself? So, yeah. Yeah. It's something nobody can ever take away from you. You earned yeah. it. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Now to transition back to basketball a little bit, um, did you foresee yourself ever becoming a coach growing up or did anyone close to you ever see you becoming a coach as well? Yeah, it was a plan B. Um, I wanted to just play it for the next 20 years after I graduated from college. Um, but my knee said otherwise. Um, so, you know, with three knee surgeries, I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, but when I was in college, I trained kids. Um, I started training kids, I would say my freshman year of college, and I just loved it. Um, I was working with really young ones, I would say between fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And just that fundamentals, teaching fundamentals and really focusing on, you know, the foundation, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely loved. Um, and it kind of grew from there. I mean, by the time I had graduated, I was working with probably 25 families, just training kids. And I ended up coaching like a fifth grade team, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> it started <laughs> it all. Trying to bring the ball off the court was a whole ordeal. <laughs> um, but I just loved it. I, I loved it. And I knew that, you know, once I wasn't playing anymore that I was going to become a coach. Um, so, yeah. That's really cool. Uh who was the first coach you reached out to for advice? Um, when I was trying to get into collegiate athletics, it was um, Belita Harris. Um, she had coached me at Oregon, um, and I, we just had a really good relationship. So I, I knew that you know she was still uh, working as an assistant coach. Um, at that time, it was at Utah. And I just kind of reached out and said, hey, you know, anybody looking for, you know, positions? And when I first got into it, I was a director of ops. So I wasn't even an assistant. Um, and, yeah, she got me that connection, got me that job. Um, I also look up to, you know, the people that have coached me, Bev Smith, Paul Westhead. 
they're both, you know, mentors in my life. Um, you know, they're the reason why I'm kind of here today, you know, and the reason why I'm a duck. Um, so I really look up to them as well. Um, yeah. So kind of passing that legacy forward a bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Paul West used to always joke with me. He's like, whenever you become a head coach, hire me. I'm like, coach, you don't want to retire? <laughs> like, you don't want to just chill? But yeah, he's just always, always basketball-minded and wants to be involved, which is so funny. But yeah, hopefully he's enjoying his retirement right now. <laughs> <laughs> you hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> so how have you transitioned so well from being a competitive player to now a competitive coach? Um, I think there's just some fundamental things that you carry over, right? That competitiveness, um, that work ethic, right? For you to be a good player, you got to put in the hours and put in the time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I try to relate to my players as much as possible that, you know, good players, great players aren't born during season. They're born in the off season, you know, like putting in all those extra hours in there. It's born when you're not, when no one's around and you're in there by yourself, you know? And that mama mentality. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And are you putting in the work when no one's looking? That's that's what we like to tell our players. Um, so you kind of have a lot of those same values um, and morals that you had as a player and you just carry them over into the coaching, um, the coaching world. Um, I would say like, you know, the day in the life of a coach is very different from a player. I mean, you're preparing before workouts, you're um, after workouts, you're examining the workouts, seeing kind of where we need to move on to in the future workouts. How can we improve in these areas? Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot more work than what, you know, as a player you see mm-hmm. from the coaching um, standpoint. So, yeah, but it, it's fun. I mean, I love it. I love it. Um, just from watching scouts, watching film. Yeah, it's, I mean, I get paid to watch basketball and train kids. So, I mean, yeah. How, how amazing is that? So, yeah. It's a dream job, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I know you spend a lot of time uh, in the off-season with your guards and stuff, training everyone. Um, has there ever been a moment where you've had to hold yourself back from going at a ref or anything, from a bad call, or just, like, utterly disrespect? That kind oh. of thing. Yeah, see, I, I get mad at refs. I really do. <laughs> um, it, it's frustrating to me. It really is sometimes. But, I mean, it's a balance, right? You don't want to get too caught up in refs where your players now are tra- starting to respond to the refs, right? Because they're going to mimic right. what you do. Um, so that part's pretty hard. Um, but, you know, I, I never like to say, you know, you lost or you won because of a ref, right? <laughs> But if I'm going to hold a ref accountable, I'm on that. If there's a spectrum of coaches that's going to hold a ref accountable, I'm on the bar end. Like, I, I get frustrated. I do. I really do. But um, I try to keep my composure just for them. Um, and it's one of those where it's like, and then I kind of slow down. Conservative like, coach. Conservative coach. Conservative. Yeah. 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 You got one second to respond or like make a face and then it's back. It's back to focusing on the next play. That's a, probably a little bit from when I was a player. That, that probably yeah. hasn't rubbed off as much. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm about that life. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, but you'd be surprised. A lot of these players nowadays, I feel like everyone when they shoot a layup now calls an one. And it's so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is so funny. I'm like, okay, no one's touched you with an one. But so it, it, it's, 
it's a balance. It's a balance. And you never want, obviously, as a player for a ref to not like you because that means they're not going to call anything for true, you. Very true. And they exactly. remember. Refs remember players. Yeah. They remember players. So. So what was it like receiving the phone call from Coach Graves to come back to Eugene and be a part of what you didn't know was a Final Four team, possibly even a national championship team? Um, it was incredible. I mean, I was so excited, um, so excited to come back to Oregon um, and to be a part of that program. I mean, they were doing big things when I arrived on campus, you know. Um, so it was pretty incredible. And just shout out to Kelly Graves because he didn't know me um, prior to that phone call. We had met a couple of times at the Final Four networking, but we didn't have like a real good relationship. We hadn't known each other for that long. And so um, kudos to him for like, you know, investing and considering and looking at, you know, alumni that have helped build that program or have contributed to that program for looking at them as potential candidates for a position. I mean, that's that's big on him, you know? So I, I yeah. really appreciated that call and um, I was so psyched, like the first day I just seen all the staff and people that were still there. They were there when I was a player, <laughs> they're still there. They're like lifers, you know? And um, just seeing them and them remembering me, it just felt like home. It really did. And um, and then when once I went to practices and workouts, I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are so good. <laughs> like, just kind of it's done the first couple of weeks, just watching like, oh my gosh, this is insane. So, yeah, it was fun. I kind of have, I'm curious, how were the one-on-one -on -one battles? Because I really want to know what that was like. I mean, they were competitive. They were competitive. Uh, one thing that I loved about being at Oregon and being a part of that team is the competitiveness, like, and the focus. I mean, they wanted to win. If they were playing one-on-one, -on -one, it was like, I'm trying to get buckets on you, you know? And they mm -hmm. didn't really try to go soft on their teammates. I mean, they tried to play hard and get each other better. And they really were focused every day in practice. They came ready to play. Um, so it was incredible. Yeah, Sav, she's not losing. She's trying to, you know, win. And she's going to hold everybody else to that standard yeah, as well. Um, so, yeah, she is built different for sure. Um, but yeah, that competitiveness, I mean, and even the five on five games, like they were getting it's after guys. it. So. Yeah, they're going at it. Yeah, it was fun. Fun to watch. So walk us through some of the people you got to meet during your time at Oregon as a coach. Um, well, we met Kobe and that would probably be by far the surreal coolest experiences ever. Like. Our, the first time we met him, because he came into our game. So the first time we met him, we met him at USC. And I knew he was coming, but still, when he walks in the door and you see his face, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, <crazy>. He's shining. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, um, yeah, and he was, yes, front stage. Um, I think he had, yeah, court side seats. Um, so he was right in the action and it was just kind of cool. I would be watching the game and then like somebody would score on our team and I look at his face to see his reaction, <laughs> you know, like, oh, Sal would hit a pull up jumper and I would see his face and, and yeah, he was just watching and so invested in the game. Um, but funny story. So he came in the locker room after and, um, 
all the coaches are acting cool. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be acting cool too. Like, hey, what's up, Kobe? Yeah, nice to meet you. So the players are all freaking out, right? And so he goes around and hugs every player. He doesn't hug the coaches because, you know, they're acting cool. So he gets to the last player, and I walk up, and I'm like, bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this whole moment here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. I'm taking it in. I was like the only coach he really came up to hug, but you know it was it was really cool. And then he stuck around and signed autographs and um, took pictures as many pictures as we wanted. I actually have my green and yellow Kobe signed by him. Um, so an incredible experience, and obviously it has stuck with me probably more since his passing. Um, so yeah, that by far was probably the most like incredible experience. And then I've met some like. You know, sports analysts, broadcasters like Holly Rowe, which is a heavyweight one, um, Rebecca Lobo, mm-hmm. some of the people that have kind of commented on our games. Um, what about Bill Walton? Oh, Bill Walton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually met him in oh, Boston. We were traveling to a game and he was getting ready to like basically um, um, be an analyst or, you know, broadcaster. Whatever he does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever he does for <laughs> <laughs> for the men's team um and the men had a game so we were leaving but we saw him when we were getting on the bus and stuff um and said hi um but i'm trying to think like oh yeah, I curry say, i forgot I like, steph I curry yes. oh yeah i was about to say yeah we met steph he was super cool he brought his daughters to the game so that was oh. a really cool experience. Oh, I met Russell come Wilson. On, hold on. You're holding back uh, way too many people. Come on. Yeah, come on. We need, we need the receipts. We need receipts. Come on. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, we met Russell Wilson too, but that was a quick meeting. So he was watching the Stanford game. And it's after we, I think we killed them by mm. 40. We yeah, beat Stanford by 40. To the winning team. Yeah. yeah, we like them <laughs> i know so we i walked over to him because my friend was like oh let's go should we go over and i was like i'm going so i walked no. over and like he's sitting down and i'm like hey can we get a picture and he looks around because you know we just killed him and we're in oregon gear he's like <laughs> he's like all right hurry up hurry up so then we sit next to him he's not a quick picture he's like all right all right guys all right nice meeting y'all and then we walked away um uh, yeah funny. he didn't he want to yeah yeah, he probably was fine taking it with us, but he's probably like, oh, the fans are probably going to feel, you know, a type of way or something. But he was super nice. Um, who else have we met? That might be. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty star-studded list so far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's people that have come to our game. That was pretty cool. I mean, we met the whole USA Wait women's up. basketball team, which exactly. is. I mean, y'all smacked them, so. <laughs> Won that. that might be one of my favorite memories at Oregon was beating the USA team. That was pretty incredible. Um, so, yeah. So, what about, what about the Final Four? What was that like? Take us through a little bit about that and kind of the end of yeah. what you thought was going to be a championship. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, I have to start from us winning um, the Elite Eight mm. game. That was insane because that was in Portland in front of all of our fans. And oh, that was just surreal. Um, and then obviously going to the Final Four, we had a charter flight, which was a it was a big plane. Um, and families and stuff were able to travel with us. When we landed, we had um, our own little like 
service, like cop cars escorting us everywhere we were going um, in our charter bus. So yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, we never stopped. We just went straight there um, to the hotel. And then you have your different, you know, um, events, dinners and such where it's all the final four teams. So it was really cool to kind of see a lot of those powerhouse teams that, you know, have a history and a legacy in the final four. I mean, UConn, just seeing Gino and like that squad. And so um, it, it was pretty incredible. Um, I kudos to the NCAA and the final four for, you know, that entire um, event. Um, we got some really cool gear, uh, which was, it was cool. Cause it wasn't Oregon gear. I mean, nothing against Oregon gear, but it was just gear. You can wear any time, anywhere. Wear. Um, yeah. It was like a duffel bag full of stuff. And then we got some shoes. The players got these like shoes that you push a button and they kind of conform um, to your foot or something. I don't know. Adapt. Yeah. I don't know. Adapt shoes. Um, those were really cool. Um, so yeah. And then we ended up getting some like Jordans, you know, um, for the tournament and for the final four, some exclusive Jordan. So that was awesome as well. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like just being there, um, that game that we played, it went by so fast, but it was such an incredible, Oh, um, it was such an incredible um, experience. And I, I mean, that might be one of the hardest losses I've ever experienced, both as a player and, you know, someone on staff. But because um, we thought that if we got past Baylor, was man, we, it was ours, you know. Um, yeah, that was that was like a championship game, to be honest, you know. Um, but you know, we gave it our fight, and we were hoping, obviously, that next last year we would be able to, you know, bring home the hardware. But COVID, <laughs> so COVID, COVID, man, COVID. it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so now that you're at Boise State, how would you describe your growth as a coach? Yeah, um, I would say that my growth here at Boise has just been getting experience and getting my um, hands into different things. I mean, right now I oversee all of our guards um, and I did scouts at Oregon, but I would just kind of give the scout to a, a coach essentially. So here I'm able to kind of present, walk the players through different things. So just getting more experience as a coach, um, you know, writing up workouts, um, helping out with the recruiting, more helping recruiting, <laughs> um, essentially in getting my, you know, my um, name out there as a coach on gotcha. the networking and recruiting um, front. So, yeah, I mean, it's been great. I feel like Gordy's really good as far as preparing his assistants to be head coaches and just giving them the freedom to, you know, grow and learn and um, through trial and error and different things. So it's been, it's been great. Mm -hmm. So do you ever see yourself becoming a head coach, setting the, the game plan? You know, I don't know. Like when I first started coaching, I was like, yeah, I'm going to become a head coach. Like I want to be able to call the shots kind of thing. But, you know, I don't know anymore. I think I want to get a couple of years as an assistant under my belt and see if, you know, that's something that I want to do. Um, I've been in collegiate athletics now for seven years, um, been a coach for two of those seven. So an assistant coach. So I want to, you know, be an assistant for a little bit longer. Um, I've been in supporting roles, which I always tell people supporting roles, supporting positions are, you know, um, a must if you want to be a head coach because you need to know 
what they do, you know, what a double double does, you know, what um, I was like a director of creativity, but essentially it's like a video coordinator kind of position. So what they do so that when you do run your own program as a head coach, you kind of know what that looks like. Um, so it was kind of nice to get all of that, um, you know, behind me, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm in no never rush know. right now. Huh? You never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You understand all never your tools know. before you use them. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to just get my foot in there a little bit more, um, get my name out there more as a coach and as a recruiter. So definitely. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to transition to our fast questionnaire round. JJ, All right, first question we have, favorite place to eat in Seattle? See, oh, oh Ivers. Easy. It's like Seattle Ivers, yeah. For people that don't know, what is Ivers? Fish and chips. Ivers is like a seafood spot. It's not, it, it's kind of like fast food, but not fast food. I think it's equivalent to like a Chipotle. High like you walk in and order your food. It's no... <laughs> High quality fast food. Yeah, yeah, food. high quality. Yeah, because it's seafood. So you can go get some yeah. fish and chips, salmon and chips. Yeah, it's really good. Chowder's amazing. Clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Favorite place to eat in Eugene? Uh, Beppe's. Italian food. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness, their chocolate yeah. cake. Death by chocolate. <laughs> oh, I haven't had their chocolate cake before. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Favorite cool. music artist right now? What are you, what are you listening to? Uh, probably Gibeon. Gibeon. We got it. We got it. We got it. Hey, <laughs> Slides or Burks? Uh, slides because I don't own Burks, but I like how Burks look more than okay, Slides. We'll see, we'll see. That's fair. Next question coffee <laughs> or tea? Uh, right now, coffee, but I love tea as well. So, how do you yeah. take your coffee? Um, it depends. Like, I usually get like lattes, and yeah, with a, maybe a little bit of a sh like sugar, or, like a pump of syrup or something. To go to all right, mm -hmm. pre-COVID movie theater or movie at home? Pre-COVID movie theater. Big time. Got to get that butter popcorn though. Yes, and Butchie Crunch. Have you oh, put it in your popcorn now. before? Butchie Crunch? I don't, I don't oh, know what that is. Let me put you guys on. <laughs> so <laughs> get your popcorn. <laughs> get your popcorn, put it on like a little tray, and then get Bunchy Crunch and like spread it all over your popcorn. Jeez, it's so you're going to be sleeping at the theater. And it's like sure. a sweet, sweet, salty. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> try it. Try it. It's like a sweet, salty chocolate. It's, it's good. It's really good. Okay. Can't knock it before I try Favorite it. Favorite movie of all yeah. time. <laughs> Love and basketball. Classic. Favorite thing to do in your free time when you do have free time? Um, I would just say probably watch like catch up on TV shows. Um, yeah, I just like spending time with family and friends too if I can. So. Playing games. I'm like the entertainer of my family. I'm always like, let's do this. Let's do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm that person. But yeah. Biggest inspiration. Um, Probably my my parents. 
just seeing kind of their lives and how they're just so resilient and driven. Last question for you. Friends of Friends podcasts or any other podcasts? Hey. Friends hey, of Friends. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 All right. So we just want to thank you for coming to the podcast. Uh, and if right. you have anything you want to plug or shout out, the mic is yours. Shout out to you too. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I really do. Um, yeah. It's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and share with your friends. And for further updates about the podcast and episodes, follow us on Instagram at friendsoffriends.pod.